All right, welcome into the Can We Keep It podcast. Here goes Mike along with Chuck here. What up? What's up, Chuck? Nothing much, man. Been a minute. It has been a minute. We've been a little busy, hadn't we? Too busy. Yeah. Too busy to, to do our second second job, as we like to call it. Yeah, we got to make sure we make some time, man. I did a uh, work, work has been way too busy, you know. Yeah. But it's all good. We've got some bunch of travel coming up too, some for yep. personal, some for work. So, uh, not too bad. Yeah. Got to squeeze in the second, second job. But, yeah. I was at the office one day last week from like seven in the morning to seven at night. Cool. And, and one of our coworkers who you just mentioned offline was also, was still there when I left. And that yep. person was there when I got there. <laughs> Dude. Remember when we used to just do that when we had to go to the office every day, and now we don't. Yeah, I don't miss it. Yeah, I don't know how we worked before COVID. Yeah, I don't either. I guess it was so. just normal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, getting caught up on TV. There's a lot going on. Uh, we're going to talk uh, True Detective, um, the latest episode um, from now that we're in the night country. Uh, According to uh, according to Rudolph Hess, um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, Tokyo Vice started back up. We won't get into that, but uh, that's three episodes deep. Um, uh, what else? Yeah, we'll have to just... talk about that next week. Well, yeah, a little bit next week. I've got yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk the behind, finale of so. Night Country, and then yeah, we'll we'll pick up on Tokyo Vice. So it's it's good stuff, man. Uh, the Super Bowl just happened. That was last Sunday. Congrats to the Chiefs. The script went off as planned um, for the NFL. Swifties, so good, Swifties, good for oh, to God. Uh, good for her. She she just started watching football for her first season, and her team already won the Super Bowl. <laughs> what a crock of shit, man. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was it was, a, it was a good game. I didn't really plan on watching it, and then it went into overtime and hooked me in. Well, yeah, I mean, it was very slow until the, yeah. like, fourth quarter. But even then, it still wasn't a very good game. It was still long and kind of – yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Taylor Swift reminds me of, like, Yankees and Cowboys fans, right? Yeah. It's like, my team won. Like, oh, you mean that team in New York and you've never set foot out of Arizona? Yeah. Or, you, know, it's like, you, bought, you bought that T-shirt at Walmart. I get it. <laughs> but at, at least Taylor Swift is um, – having adult relationship with one of the players. I know. Patrick support your man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, that was pretty good. Maybe she'll blow up now. She can sell, you know, some, some albums, you know, I mean, she's yeah, on the maybe seat. Finally, maybe finally she'll start selling some records. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward I, to the I, reality TV show, uh, Taylor and the Kelsey's really looking forward to that new, I, that should be a band Taylor and the Kelsey's that's yeah. Trademark. I, I, I'm more. I'm, I would love to watch Taylor and Friends. Um, Blake Lively was in the box. Yep. She was. Uh, yeah, then, I, mentioned, I mentioned like they would have that, and Jackie said, "Oh, she would never be on that." And I said, "She'll just always be off camera. Like they'll just talk about her in the, like in the third person, and she'll yeah. just never <laughs> be on camera. Like, oh, she's always on tour. Yeah." <laughs> and they'll be like, "How's Taylor doing?" And then Travis is like, "And she's in Argentina." And they're like. You hear her just pipe in through the house, like she's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
coming through Amazon. Yeah. But she's like, uh, yeah, she's his girlfriend from Canada. Yeah. <laughs> she goes to a different <laughs> school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, I was wrong. I said it was going to be the least watched Super Bowl, and it turned out to be like the most streamed program yeah. in the history yeah, of the, TV. The most, yeah, <laughs> the most watched Super Bowl or something. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, you're way off. Yeah, I'm not in the I'm not in the societal norm on that one. So yeah, yeah, but, but I mean, don't don't um, downplay the power of the Swifties. True, true. What so, uh, what else you been watching, man? Other than the Super Bowl, we had uh, anything else you been watching? Uh, well, I just I w- went there and rewatched season one and two, and then the first episode of the new season of Resident Alien, which is mm, my yeah. around here. Um, it's on Sci-Fi Network, but I watch it on Peacock. Um, it's like hilariously stupid, funny. And I was playing clips of it for Mike before we got on, but um, it's not like prestigious or it's something fun to watch in the background. Yeah, it's um, a good laugh. Yeah. But I, I find myself when I watch that show, I don't even, I'm not even looking at my phone. <laughs> like, like, high, like, succession, I'll like look at my phone, like, or like, you know, it's, it's a long scene of people talking. And like yeah. that show, I'm like glued to my screen. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to miss any gems of comedy. Yeah. Um, oh, that's great. but it's kind of like night country because there's a a Native American aspect to it mm. in the town. So there's uh, Native people uh, in the show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, pretty popular these a, days. Yeah, very loose connection. <laughs> yeah. yeah i just started uh curb your enthusiasm season 12 just started and it's, mm-hmm. it's picked up right where he's left off i mean it's hilarious like i saw a meme about like taylor swift songs like get women and like their everyday struggle and it was like is that is there something for men like that and it was just a picture of larry david and i was like yeah that's about right it's just going through life just pissed off about everything <laughs> the, all the struggles of the white male that's right. Yeah, cisgender white male. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. But other than that, night country is really heating up. I know it's in Alaska and it's cold as hell, but it's such a good show. <laughs> I don't know about you. Give me your like out of five. Number five being like the highest, like the best. Give this show so far without the finale yet, because the finale's this coming week. Um, where? How would you rate this this season? Just so far. So I got two different, like, kind of competing views that I have on the show. Part of me would give it, like, a four something. Like a four because of the bonkersness and the setting and the connectivity loose connectivity season one um and some of the acting and then part of me wants to give it a one because it's like it should be it's a 10 episode show jammed into six episodes true and so like a lot of stuff that pays off or happens and there's still so much 
to be done in this series to wrap everything up with just one episode left. It's like when the major point of the major sequence of last of episode five happened, like I'm like, okay. I mean, it was crazy, but it's like we don't we didn't get we don't you don't get too deep into the background of characters, right? True. So, um like it was one episode left. We still don't know like how Liz's son and husband die. We can assume or they died. We can assume it was a drunk driving crash or some kind of crash or polar bear with one eye ate him. I don't know. But um That'd be ironic. Like a perfect example of what I'm talking about is like in this episode with Leah Danvers' daughter and her white girlfriend is the daughter of the mine lady. And they're like all hyped up for the protest and we've seen her on screen like twice and it's never said a word or three times. And then it's like when the protest is going on and, and shit starts to the fan, she just looks at her and kind of walks away. Yeah. And like I don't really feel bad for Leah because to me they're just like have gone out on a couple of days. Like, I don't, like, what? Yeah. We don't know the history of these people. Yeah, I, I like how this season makes, like, builds these characters, and then they put them in these situations that you're like, asshole. And then you're supposed to feel bad for them all of a sudden, like Peter's dad, like, getting, yeah. like, left at the airport by his, like, Russian fake bride. And then, like, yeah, yeah. Leah and her her friend just takes off after she gets conked in the head. And it's just like, yeah, you like put yourself in that situation. Like, well, I, I don't feel I mean, bad think, for any of them. I mean, I think that, I mean, I think they just have to start kind of in episode five. I mean, there's some Hank and Pete stuff this episode, you know, and Hank reminds them of saving. Pete's life as he slipped through the ice skating or right. something, but and then and then uh, Hank's song, but Pete can't even just knock on the door. He has to call and about he's right outside about possibly staying there. Yep. And then, but then I mean, you I mean I called Hank being one of the bad Cat guys in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I said, and then of course it turns out he did, and we find that he moved Danny's body into town. Yeah, um, and he is basically, basically the mine lady's lackey on yeah. the promise that he was going to be captain of the police or sergeant or whatever. But then, um, Christopher Eccleston's character put Danvers out there. Yeah, and it's like it just doesn't seem that like. Someone who like was into the music, like he sang his own song, and he just seems kind of that he would just um, become this lady's lackey for a promotion and a little more money or something, right? Like, and yeah. move this body, and and then when Pete shoots him, like as he, yeah. you know, it's a convenient plot point that it's like. But don't go stay with your dad. Come stay in my shed. Here's the key. And then and Pete goes and stays in the shed and there's no air. It's just like 
there's no insulation and he's supposed to sleep outside and like negative no 40 bed. degree weather. It's, it's just like a lawn chair. Yeah. He's like, he just sits it's, down and he's like, well, like what? But it's made conveniently plot point to get, um, yeah, for him to be him there. there where yeah. in a 10 episode show, this may play out more and he may have been, you may have seen like he comes over and you could have made it where like, that's where he goes to get away. You know, Liz lets him go stay there to get yeah. out of the house or away from his dad or, or I mean, you could have made it differently to get him or she, in the house. maybe she was going to Mrs. Robinson him like here, yeah. go stay at my place. I'll be there in a couple hours. And he's like, Oh boy. Like, yeah. But then, you know, and then Hank who says I'm not a bad guy. And the only thing he's done is move the body. As soon as, um, Rudolph Hess full of heroin that Danvers finds, you know, comes back with like no problem. Like, all right, you want some heroin to get me? okay. Um like as soon as he walks away, like Hank has no qualms just like capping him. Popping him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just there's such a lack of and then when Pete pops Hank, you know, I don't if this was longer and more in depth you feel bad for pete or hank but then i'm like well, i don't feel bad for either of them yeah like or any sympathy um because i don't we don't know much pete's background but anyway that's kind of like the long yeah it, i think this had the potential to be really 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 good and i mean it's still it's still fun to watch yeah but yeah, I, we'll I it hasn't dissuaded me from off. watching it. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's just not in the same league as the first season. Like I, I'd give it yeah. a four because season one is a five. I might even give it a yeah. three and a half. But yeah, it's a cool concept. It's in a place where it's always nighttime. Does it feel rushed? Yeah. Absolutely. Like and you know, last week's episode, we didn't really talk about it on the podcast, but like uh Navarro's sister like kills herself. Yeah. Like by walking off into the ice. And then within like three hours, the Coast Guard like find her body. It was like night. it was it was like forty five minutes. It was yeah. even like three hours. So it's just like you're just like jamming all of this in just to fit like the whole story narrative. But um, yeah, that is the one knock on, on this season, I, I, and it's getting ripped apart on Reddit and all that stuff. I'm enjoying it. It's not dissuading me from watching it, but I, I agree. Yeah. It's it's no season one for sure. Well, and that's the interesting part because I mean it's getting smoked on Reddit, and there's yeah. there's like zero positive um, commentary yeah. on this on Reddit. And even when I hear when I listen to other podcasts and um, professionals talk about it, they're like kind of preface it as saying they're watching it. But or they have a lot. They're picking a lot of nits with everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I don't. If this wasn't the True Detective franchise, I think it would be getting ripped. I mean, I think critically, it'd be getting ripped apart. But there's yeah, probably. I mean, it's. I don't know. It's hard to make this show because the season one was like perfect television. Yeah, I think I think it being in the true detective category really makes it hard to make this show 
what they wanted it to be because they had the mm-hmm. idea before they like put it into true detective like lore it's like okay if you want this to be like supernatural just fucking make it that but that's not what true detective is right it's all like yeah. this lore but it's all explained by reasonable situations and stuff and yeah. it feels like the show really wants to go supernatural but it's it's like getting like it's on a leash so yeah well, i get it and that's and that's why kind of my my what I kind of feel at the end is going to be, it's not going to be supernatural. There's, you know, they're leading up to this, but we're going to find out that basically, um, you know, that there's something in the water that makes people hallucinate. um, From the mine. And people called it like episode three. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that NEK was finding, um, all this information about what the mind was doing and because the midwife and the deaths of stillbirths yeah and then somehow ended up in the cave or was maybe investing maybe going down in those little the ice caves or the mine that where they find where rudolph hess shows like oh here's my map there right there is where the entrance is you know just circles this like with no coordinates, it's just like um yeah a a map, right? So yeah, um, that he that he mapped like twenty years ago, and the guy's yeah. been hooked on heroin ever since. So I'm glad he can yeah. actually remember where he's at. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I'm glad he got back on the the sauce, you know, before he died. Yeah. Not for long. Yeah, he he yeah he definitely didn't go out <laughs> without a high. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so like, yeah, last episode, right? Like, uh, Navarro's sister dies, and then like, she, uh, Navarro confronts the lighthouse, which is like this place where like uh, mental illness and like um, drug rehab is. Um, I don't understand the whole connection with like it. The the connection with like Salal and the mine and Tuttle, like United Tuttle International, whatever it is, feels completely half used. It's like are, I get like Tuttle is huge and everything, but like, are we gonna make a connection to season one that like they're all into some super weird conspiracy shit, or are they just a conglomerate that's just assholes? Well, I think that's kind of like, I think it's kind of like both. Um, I think they've kind of made this loose connection, so we know that. But I mean, in the first season, the Tuttles were like it just felt they were local to Louisiana, like Louisiana yeah, true government. Um, and uh, Billy Ray Tuttle was like the governor, and then you know, but it wasn't like wasn't like it was some national. It didn't like, feel like a global conspiracy. Yeah, research. I mean, if you have a cabal, right? Like we do yeah. in the world, in the real world, it's not. You know, Joe Biden's not just running the cabal. It's made up of all these other people. Yeah, the the <laughs> that Hildebergs or whatever. Yeah, they're all running those fucking Rosen Rosensteins and Gildenkrantz. Yeah. yeah, the Rothschilds yeah. and the uh, Vanderbilts and the they took the Tuttles from being a local like predatory religious cult to an international yeah. conglomerate that's just got their fingers in every pie. They're 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 an NGO that funds the mining and uh, yeah, 
and, and then, then and, are the and mining so donates, to like, yeah 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 and they're like yeah the, in the last in the last episode Jodie Foster's gets called to the mine like and it's like why would the a protest. police person why would yeah like I mean like it, it's just very shady because Christopher Eccleston's there it's like what are they yeah. um there's a protest and they have their private security and then the riot squad showed up and I think um, Navarro hit or beat up yeah. one of the own riot squad, not like their yeah. security team. So what? why did she go to the, why did Jodie Foster get called to the mine? And why did she just hand all the paperwork over and then be like, well, the you guys donate this to law. And they're like, yeah, we donate to a lot of people. And yeah, you know, that's like, not a crime. <laughs> so, like, is it ethically like, wrong? Yeah, but in the aspect of these murders and stuff, that's not a crime. Like, you haven't made the connection that maybe Annie Kay found that out and was going to blow the whistle. Like, there's you haven't made that connection yet. So, why are you presenting that? Like, why are you going to the table and being like, oh, yeah, we'll check this shit out? And she's like, cool, well, we'll take a look into it. So, I got a question. Well, we're really ragging like, on it. <laughs> well, no, but it's, but it's, I mean, we, some shows we enjoy like this in yeah. For All Mankind, we can rag on because we love it, right? True. Like, um, I do love this show. Um, but in the first season, you have Matt McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, right? And they would be like the quintessential, like, true detective, or at least, Matthew McConaughey, but when you look at Pete um, Danvers Navarro, are any of them true detectives? I mean, Danvers gives all the data away to people. <laughs> yeah, like... she's like the only one that understands like how to ask questions, but goes about it like the completely wrong way. But then whenever she has. Whenever she visits the mine, she's like, "Here's all my, here's all our detective work." Like, yeah. And the detective work was Pete looking on the internet. <laughs> like, it was, I guess like I think that's death. where I think I think that's where people are having problems. It's like, um, I mean, even in like. I didn't. Wa I can't remember season two, but season three, Mahershala Ali, and I think it's I forget the other guy, not Stephen Dorff, but some, maybe him. But the Billy Bob Thornton. No, that was Fargo. Um, hmm. season maybe it was Stephen no, Dorff. but it was, I think it's Stephen Dorff. But they were, but like yeah. Marshall Lee was like a good detective, you yeah. know, like. Yeah, that's been asked frequently about this season. Are any of them actually good detectives? No. <laughs> um, and then, like, Jodie Foster is being tailed the entire episode by her boss in a big black SUV. Yeah, like, by, by Pete's dad, which I'm never going to remember his fucking name, but yeah. Oh, Hank, yeah. Hank, yeah. Yeah, yeah John Hawks. He's being, she's, like, being followed by him because... Eccleston, no, the so we find out that Hank is on the on the the mine's payroll. So she wants him to make Rudolph Hess go away. Oh, he's a junkie, like it could happen, whatever. And then like he like follows her like right into the police station and she's like, 
what the hell are you doing here? And it's like, you're the only three people in the station. What do you think he's doing there? Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Very rushed. Like, very rushed. Yeah. I think this would have been better served for, I because mean, I think I have to look back at season two and season three, but season one was 10 episodes. Yeah. And they're all bangers. Like, they're just amazing. And yeah. This it just feels like so at the end, you know, with what happens at the end, and you even have like the whole in season one, the whole um like not fake ending, but the first where they they find the um Yeah, the farm. The, yeah. And they have the shootout, they kill yeah. those people there. That's um, like their wheeler defense like yeah, yeah, but it's like actually fucking awesome. Yeah, like, it it, <laughs> it slaps. Yeah, yeah, and then you're like, oh, this shit, this ain't even it. That's not even the guy. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's the mentally challenged person yeah. that paints yeah. schools green. Um, yeah, the green eared monster. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It just I think it needed more time. I think it needed more episodes. Yeah, I don't want to shit on it, and because I think. I really the supernatural stuff and the like kind of jump scare stuff is pretty yeah. good like horror yeah. kind of thing. But I don't associate the show with horror, but um no. it's different. And the good thing with like anthology stuff, it it can be different. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same. It doesn't so. have to follow the same map, yeah. You can mix up the recipe a little bit. I think that's what I'm enjoying about this season. You know, coming from the first one, yeah, it was it was great. It was it, it's tops, and it's a it's suspenseful, and you get you get the fake out with the bro- the two brothers right at, at the farm shootout, Ruby Ridge, um, and then this one, like you get like the scare factor because it's like at night, and then like the last episode where Navarro and Danvers go on the um the dredge machine, and they're like yeah. walking around, and then like. Navarro sitting in front of that Christmas tree and like her ears are like blown out, which I guess wasn't that big a deal because nothing happened in the next episode. We never find there's no mention of it. Like no. Danvers is like Danvers isn't asking, Are you okay? Should we get you to the hospital? Like Yeah. It, it's nothing. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it was it was pretty good. So yeah, I mean we deal with, you know, Navarro's sister Julia, like she like gets cremated and you're like watching them do the process and it's very like morbid. Like the season's very morbid. Um, well, and that's so the positives about this episode was a cremation scene, which you know was eerily kind of beautiful because you don't think yeah. about the process of it. True. Um, and then the scene where Danvers goes and checks out the uh, oh the body grave shack. Yeah, because they can't bury him because it's too cold. It's too cold. Yeah, the ground's frozen. I mean, just like stuff you don't think about, and that's yeah. what's cool about the setting is like, you know, the Louisiana setting was very true to that, and I mean, we're for, more more familiar from that from down here, but true. like some of the setting stuff is good. Yeah, um, and the concepts are good. It yeah. just feels it just feels rushed. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Speaking of feeling rushed, let me ask you: What do you think is going to happen in the final, the finale? Because I have no idea. Like, 
maybe we talk through that real quick. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing, you know, leading up to that is, you know, so like Pete said, Danvers, you know, hanging out in her shed. Danvers is there and she's got Hess. And I'm guessing she got the heroin out of the out of the evidence lockup. I, I didn't really, yeah. wasn't really paying attention, but I'm assuming that's where she got it. Um, Hank's following her. Love how he parked his truck just like right in her driveway. So if he goes missing, they'll be like, oh, he was last parked to Danvers like last night, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like so, like he goes in there and he like takes Danvers' gun and like what? what how did you think this was gonna go? Other than just like popping everybody off, did you think they were just gonna let you like walk out of there with this guy and it was all gonna be no way, dude? Like, well, so yeah, I think I think it was I think it was he was planning in there to be suicide by Su- suicide by, by heroin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, then, no, and then but suicide Danvers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, Hank suicide by Danvers, yeah, right? Like, yeah. Um, pull, pull a wheeler. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, I mean, he like he had nothing. I think that's his son a, just hates another. Him, his getting, I think it's another yeah. testament to like the, the like level of police work in this town is like he can't even do that right. <laughs> well, and to me, I think the two best performances in this, I, I think. I think John Hawks Hank is the best. I mean, oh, by far. And Navarro's awesome as well. Uh, but I mean, John Hawks. I, I, I mean, I know him from Eastbound and Down as a brother. He's, you know, he's just Kenny Powers' brother. Yeah, Dusty Powers. Um, but he's, he's really crushing it. Yeah, yeah. No, he's, not anymore. He gets. He's he dead. gets like yeah, not anymore. Yeah, he gets like two minutes an episode, and the guy just puts up like twenty points. I mean, he's he does great with the scenes he's given, and you know he's got he's got a range that I mean, you know, they want us to feel bad for him. I don't fucking feel bad for him, but I get it. But it's like a part of being in that town is like there's only so much you can work with, right? So like, yeah, he may be from Ennis, and he may be the sheriff, but like, is he really that great? Like, no, like it's the best they have to work with, and um, yeah, he he like tries to take. Uh, Heiss, whatever his name is, um, Oliver Heiss. Otis Heiss. Yeah, Otis. That's it. Um, and like shoots him, and then kills him, yeah. and then turns on Danvers, and that's when Pete walks in and caps his dad, which was amazing. Yeah. And then Pete just like falls apart, and then like Navarro comes in, and I love how she, they like make Pete clean up. Like, hey, scrub your dad's brains off the wall while you're right. at it. Like, clean and clean good. Yeah, the greatest line of this of this season so far was "You clean and you clean good, yeah. or clean, clean good." You know. Yeah. Like, and then um, Navarro tells him, like, when you're done, take the bodies. And it's like, first of all, in what? Like, I hope you got a tarp. Um, yeah. She's gonna have to cram like two bodies into the car. Uh, yeah. And then she tells him to take them to Roses because she's gonna yeah. dump them in the ice, which is amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like and, Rose, like Winston Wolf from the Pulp Fiction, or what? Yeah, from Pulp Fiction. He's, he's the, she's the fixer. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, I I love how Rose is like willing to just do whatever, like just because Navarro is like cool with her. Like, hey, I have like these two bodies. I need to dump them. Like, Navarro said I could come here and put them where their, her sister is. Um. Yeah. But. Uh yeah, that, so like it pops off to that, and it, it ends up with them like they're gonna they're headed to 
where the ice is thinnest, I guess, right? And I think they figure out yeah. that that's at Salal, at the research facility, because yeah. they end up at the research facility. And Danvers has figured out that when, when like the recording, when um, uh, uh, Raymond Clark has like his seizure thing, like the power yeah. goes out. And the same thing happened to Annie down in the tunnel. It's like the power goes yeah. out right before they're attacked. So it's like, okay, is it staged? Because it's not so much supernatural. Um, there. So you asked me how this is going to end up. Like they're going to be at Salal. I think Raymond Clark is going to be there. The power goes out. Like something's something's about to happen. I don't know the I don't know the intention of why people are dying off. Well, that's I think we like. I mean, if you watch the scenes from next week, there is. I mean, you're we're going to see Clark. Yeah, uh, there's a spoiler warning. There's a scene where they're in Salal Station. Navarro's got Clark tied up with a gun pointed at him. Now, that's the thing. Like, what what is going to be resolved? What, yeah. What? So this whole after like the first episode, everything's been about the Annie K case. Nothing's been about the Salal. And even in, in episode five, when Jodie Foster is called to the, Danvers is called to the mine, Ecclestein's like, uh, it was a slab avalanche. Yeah. Case, it was case closed. And case she's closed. Like, okay. It's like, okay. Yeah. Like, we're just going to leave it to, at that. Like, that's what, that's what the people in Anchorage told you was that it was an avalanche. Really? Like, I hear, I, I hear all these theories about how like it's going to be like the natives are turning against like the the, the mining and the science facility yeah. and Oliver Kovic has got a hand in it. I I am ninety nine percent sure none of that has anything to do with it. And just like in the first season where like t- the Tuttles are in, in implicated in like this generations long like predatory thing, like nothing really happened to them. I don't expect anything to happen to the mine. Like maybe the woman like gets replaced, but they're owned by the Tuttle, so it'll just be somebody else who's just as bad. Yeah, it's we're not talking about we're not taking down a giant. We're just talking about solving a murder. Yeah, what are the chances that Annie Kay and the scientist are not related? Like oh yeah, a hundred percent. I don't think they're related at all. Yeah, I think, I mean, that's that's what I'm wondering, if the avalanche was really something that happened. It could have been. Like, or like Danvers and Navarro are so hell-bent on that these guys died from something unnatural, that they yeah. it's a self-reinforcing narrative, and they just keep seeing shit that's, like, supernatural that keeps reinforcing mm-hmm. it. Like, the stone with the spiral on it. The guy said, like, when they were kids, they used to put them over thin ice to keep kids away from falling in them. That's a pretty basic, like, rational explanation mm-hmm. that, like, to us is, like, serious shit because it has to do with the Tuttles and and um, the Yellow King. Yeah. I think they're just brushing that all to the side. Yeah. Like, this This is – I'm going to give you two kind of theories, and, and mm-hmm. the, the show's probably going to be somewhere in between. Like, I think one way it could end – is basically 
when they say like she's awake or something um in there it's the one-eyed polar bear you know could be and they could all they all run out out or something i don't know how they get their clothes off but then they're all outside running from the polar bear and they start to go like they run away but they're lost and they're and then they're like kind of hallucinating for whatever reason they're all huddled together yeah. for war- warmth and an avalanche comes you know but then i don't understand how there's an avalanche where they're in the middle of this ice thing right that that's the other thing there's no like big pile of snow they dig them out from like no. an avalanche so but anyway like let's say that's the explanation and then and then so it's unrelated for Annie Kay, but Annie Kay was, you know, found something in the mine and, you know, Clark was telling about what Clark was dating her, was telling about what they were doing and how they were fudging stuff. And then they were investigating this mine stuff and um, somebody down there maybe Christopher Eccleston's character, someone, that one guy from the mine that was, Navarro went into the dorm room, um, or the redheaded chick that showed up at the laundromat who just keeps popping in. She's been in like three or four episodes, the crab lady. Yeah. um, With three fingers. (laughs) Like, she killed NEK. Maybe she's not real. Like. um, Maybe they're they're all in hell. Maybe this is hell. But, I mean, so, like, they basically, um, there's something in this, like, whole, the spiral thing in the trailer, like, that all could be, like, stuff planted by the mind to throw them off of, like, just a very simple murder of any case. Possible, yeah. Uh, Or, or, like, connected and fucking Navarro is like the sea goddess Sedona and is gone crazy and doesn't remember killing everybody. She does or, not know her Inupian or, name. It's probably Sedona. Yeah. Or, or yeah, Senda, whatever, whatever sea it goddess. is. Yeah, yeah. Senda. And the other thing is if we go down in the ice cave and it's the fucking green-eyed sp- green spaghetti monster down there. Like he's he's like um, the Sin Eater from Fargo. Like he's yeah. just an immortal being. I mean, it, I can go any direction, but if you think about it, and if you base it in a reality, ooh. your killers. We we know Hank said he didn't kill. Yeah, he didn't kill her. Just he just moved the body. Yeah, so we know Hank. So out. then you have Mine Lady, Kavik. Uh, Navarro, Danvers, Pete, um, Pete's wife, and like the redheaded crab lady and her boyfriend. I think those would be like you don't spend time with or Christopher Eccleston's character. We don't spend time with anybody else. Like other yeah, you can't reveal a bad be... person. Like you can't reveal the murderer to be somebody you've never seen before. 
Yeah, or that's that's why I keep thinking. I mean, the red light, the redheaded lady keeps popping up. Um, you know, like it was New Year's Eve, and the grandma laundry lady went to Fairbanks for the dentist, yeah, even the though there's a dentist in town next to the police station, and the redhead lady just comes in to do laundry, like walks right by them when they're talking about when. when <laughs> is that when comic? Shows up with a stone with like the guy from the bar is like, hey, here's your stone back in. Like, I found this guy at the bar who said like, Grandpa said this is how we used to mark yeah. the thin ice. Like, but but it's funny when they say that nobody else in the town when they saw that symbol like, you know, I'm just thinking like the rock cairns when you climb when you go to hiking and stuff, and it's like it's very similar, just marking the trail. And this is like these were used, these rocks with these spirals to mark thin ice. Well, I would think Navarro and Danvers would know, you know, unless it was specific to that one guy's family, like his name is Jimmy Tuttle. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hank Tuttle Tuttle Jr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Hank, Hank Tuttle Tuttle Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I, I, you know, so we know Hank moved the body, mm-hmm. and he did so at the behest of the mine. So the mm-hmm. mine was aware that Annie Kay was down in, down in the ice tunnels, which means the mine has a presence to be down in the ice tunnels for some reason. Yeah. It's got to be yeah. that they're fudging the global warming numbers. Raymond it's Clark and Annie, K- and Annie Kay were going to blow the whistle, but they didn't manage to kill Raymond Clark. But why would he hang around so long afterwards? Yeah, why wouldn't he just burn town, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't nothing know. makes sense. But nothing. I, I usually I don't can, care about We could take it in a hundred different directions. Yeah. I would at least like the show to come to some conclusion that makes... It doesn't have to close everything, but give me some kind of Something that makes sense. If if this show ends and they just leave the scientist died in an avalanche and don't put any like other definition behind it, I'm gonna be fucking pissed because that was the trailer for this show. Was that these scientists yeah. died in a freakish way and we're just gonna chalk it up to an avalanche? I'm gonna be yeah. pissed. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's like in I was reading somewhere and they were like, you tell me that there's this corpsicle in this town and all these people are dying and not one newspaper, not even like... There's not even a newspaper. Yeah. Or like doing like investigative news stories on this. Yeah, there's... K-A-K-L is not in town doing this story. There's no way this isn't happening. Like, corpsicle popped up. The bodies wind up in Anchorage. Come on. Somebody's yeah. blowing this thing wide open. But no. And these are internationally renowned scientists who, like, wasn't it like Pete was going to call the families in, like, one of the first yeah. episodes? It's like, what? And they were like, well, let's hold off. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Uh, and I've seen so many theories on Reddit, like, oh, the maybe the scientists, like, wound up, what was, what did they do? The scientists got taken to the crabbing, the crab factory, and got put oh, yeah. in a flash freezer 
Yeah, and then they took yeah. him out on the ice and dug a hole and then filled the hole in with liquid nitrogen. And I'm like, I would I would prefer that ending to just they died in a fucking avalanche. Yes, exactly. But I don't know what's I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I I, I could take it in a thousand different directions, but it's probably gonna be something very basic, like Raymond Clark accidentally killed Annie Kay. He went to he like was gonna blow the whistle. This is probably what's gonna happen. That's probably what's gonna happen. He and Annie Kay were investigating the mine and Salal. And the reason he got into it was because of Annie Kay. He started dating Annie Kay. She was an environmental mm-hmm. you know, activist. He got into it. They were going to blow the whistle. She accidentally died in the cave. So he went to the mine, right? His boss, boss, you know, at the mine or whatever, and said, hey, I've got a problem. Like, Annie died. And they were like, cool. We'll help you clean it up because technically you're at fault. You took her into the caves. Um, and we'll make it look like a murder. And then everything will just be fine. And that's mm-hmm. probably how it's going to happen. And the scientist is just going to be an accident. Yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. Like Ray- Raymond Clark was gonna he like he like compromised his like beliefs to not read out the mine in order to not be held liable for her accidental death in the mine. Yeah, that's as reasonable as I can make it. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was trying to bring her back to life, like, like with the trailer and the and the voodoo doll and the shit run on the ceiling. Maybe he like went all in on yeah. the spiritual thing, and he just went crazy. He's probably like a heroin addict. They said he was talking to himself and shit. So, yeah, that's gonna be my bet. That's as that's as normal as I can make that ending without it being one hundred percent supernatural. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Anything else we'd miss on this episode? I don't know what they're going to do with Hank's car. Drive it to Fairbanks and leave it? I don't know. Drive it into the ice? Just, I mean, it is like a 97, like, like Suburban. Like, there's no, there's definitely no tracking capabilities of that vehicle. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's, um, I mean, in that, but they make it like this really small town and then they show like these tracking shots away and it's like, why does this look like super huge, like Vegas style, like yeah. length and width? I don't know. But I don't know. What do you think happens to Raymond Clark? So obviously they catch him. Do they yeah. wind up like do they wind up not doing what they did to Wheeler because they assume that Raymond Clark killed Annie Kay? Or do they actually yeah. take him in and try to make like make do it right this time? Uh, I don't know. I think I think Navarro pops him, pop, like kills him. I don't know. Then she walks out on the ice. Naked, My money's on and Marcos he, is happy. Yeah, he would be happy about that. Uh, my money is on he winds up killing himself. Like he winds up getting free, tackling Navarro or Danvers, getting the gun, and killing himself because he feels bad about Annie dying. And then they just let the mind cover it all up. <laughs> the, the dude's been alive for like, I mean, he's alive right now. Why wouldn't he just kill himself uh, already? I don't know. Because he's getting caught? I don't know. He tried to live out with the nomads for a while. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. If it sucks, I'm going to laugh. But it's no season one. Mm-hmm. I'll give it that. Well, it's Sunday night. So we'll see what happens. 
Yep. It's coming up. We're like two days away. Yeah. I'm, I'll be watching on a plane on Monday morning. So. Oh, yeah. All right. We'll have to hold off on the text messages then. So we usually, yeah, one don't. of us usually blows the lid on it whenever we finish watching it. We're like, holy shit. And then we're all like, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So. Well, I may have to watch it Sunday night. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah, got that to watch. Curve is on again Sunday night. So, um, I don't know. There's not much. What else? Uh, Shogun is coming soon to FX. Yeah. Uh, um, as well as uh, the three-body problem Netflix adaptation, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And, I mean, like, it'll be nice to see um, Shogun. And then Oppenheimer's now on Peacock. So, I mean, it's not a TV show, but... Um, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's good to have that available. Question. Yeah. Tokyo Vice. You're not, yeah. you, you, you're only five minutes into the second season. And this yeah. is, I'm not giving anything away here. And I'm asking about the lifespan of the show. It's on, it, the drops are on Thursday. And they're just dropping it like two o'clock in the morning because they're like stream drops, right? Like Netflix does. Yeah. Is this show going to get picked up for a third season? Or are they just show, like are they just like taking it out to pasture, putting it out to streaming and then just leaving it on Thursday nights. And then when the season's over they're done with it. Or or with True Detective coming to an end, are they about to move Tokyo Vice back to Sunday nights? Well, it's on Sunday night originally, right? It the first season was. Yeah. But now it's on Thursday drops. Yeah, I don't know why. I, it doesn't make sense to me. It makes me worried just... that it makes me worried that one, uh, who, whoever bought uh, Discovery, Warner Brothers, yeah. whoever it was, that bought HBO, right? I'm worried if they're like, okay, they finished the season, we'll just let it finish and then we'll be done with it. I'm afraid they're yeah. putting it out to pasture. Well, do we know how long Jake Allison worked? For the Michu, the newspaper and the Macho. Wait, he's he's got you know. two books. One is uh, Tokyo Vice. The other is the life of the of the life and death of a Yakuza. And mm-hmm. he's got a third book, which is technically they're make, He's now labeling it as a trilogy that's coming out this year. So you're gonna I mean, kill a show when the do... book is about to drop. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they haven't even. They're still on the Yakuza stuff, but like this this season, you see him branch into more like socio political topics for him to like do like stories about. But even in the books, he discovers like like uh, local government like water contamination and stuff, which is not as sexy as the Yakuza and all that stuff. But like he has done a lot in his career, and from what I've heard, he's a very eccentric guy, like very high profile. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do a lot with it, but I don't know. It just feels weird that they're just throwing him out Thursday nights out the window. Like, oh, hey, by yeah. the way, this shit's on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. especially how good season one was. So Yeah, and this season, I'm, I, I've watched all three so far the first season, and it's it's just as good. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I just, it, it crossed my mind when, that, when, that, when Did, I found that out. I was, I was worried about it. Let me ask you a quick question. Did they find Paulina? No. Okay. Well, I just I think seen the pre- first five minutes. It's a video that they're yeah. showing. They know uh, they pretty much know what happened, but no. Yeah, I don't okay. think they do. 
unless I miss unless I missed that detail, but you can pretty much infer from that video that she ain't gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's what I infer, but it kind of leaves it vague. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's good stuff. Anything else that we, you've been watching? You want to talk about? No. We got no, a lot. It's been all it's been all freaking Resident Alien and. Uh... Yeah, I've been so busy working and going to sleep early and right. getting back into running and and doing my strength exercises and stuff for my foot. I it's been like a kind of lazy couple of like three four weeks of TV watching, except for True Detective and now Resident Alien. So yeah, yeah, but, with yeah, work's been crazy like the last two weeks. Like you've been doing stuff, I've been doing stuff. I think racking out early, which is why we haven't put out a podcast. Like <laughs> we're overdue for a podcast, which is, you know, there's a lot going yeah. on, but yeah, it's been, it's been hard to focus on a lot of stuff, but with Tokyo Vice coming back on, it's funny. Cause we were talking about that. It's a show you have to watch because there's so much Japanese. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't speak Japanese. So I don't know what the hell they're saying. So like having to watch it and like watch the subtitles, it's a show I have to dedicate to. And I think I'm at my bandwidth limit with just that show. So it's like, I want to start resident alien. But I'm like, oh, yeah. my God, I've got, like, eight more episodes well, of Tokyo Vice. Well, and that's, you know, I was going to do a rewatch of season one, and I was trying to watch it on my phone and, like, work and stuff I do, and I couldn't because of the subtitles. And then yeah, w- when I started watching the first episode today, I was watching my, my laptop next to my computer, and the subtitles were cut off on the bottom. Oh, so yeah. that's why I stopped watching it five minutes in because – when when uh, Jake was talking to Ken Watanabe in it like in Japanese, I couldn't see the subtitles <laughs> cut off. Yeah, it's a show. I'm it's like, it's a show you got to watch. It's like Succession. You gotta you gotta focus in, but it's Succession with subtitles. Um, but yeah, it'll be a good season. I hope they pick it up for a third. We'll see. Um, but that's all I got, man. Cool, cool. So appreciate everybody for picking up with us. Yeah, this week. Um, you know, be sure to check out the uh, podcast platforms, the website, kickingthemedia.com. Check out the Instagram, uh, at Can We Kick a Pod. Um, we are generally sharing stuff that's coming out. There's been a new photo from Severance Season 2 of, uh, of uh, what's it, our, our main guy's name, um, Adam, uh, Adam Scott. Adam um, Scott. So they've been, they've been doing little teases, so it's coming. So hopefully we'll get it by the end of this year, but. Yeah, tune in next week. We'll be talking about the end of uh, True Detective Night Country. We're all in the Night Country now um, with uh, <laughs> Raymond, uh, with Hank Tuttle Tuttle Jr. And um, yeah, shoot us any suggestions that you guys have. And uh, as a uh, cousin likes to say, peace. <laughs>